0: Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. For free resources and free messages, visit our website, friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or call us for more information at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Now here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor.
1: All right, if you'd like to turn and... Uh... Genesis 27, we'll get ready to start and have God speak to us here. All right, so Genesis 27. Okay, let's pray. Father, here we are. We're before you. We have your word in our hands. Lord, we've opened our hearts, and now we want you to speak to us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 27, verse 30, And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end to blessing Jacob, and Jacob was scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau's brother came in from his hunting, and he also had made savory meat, and brought it unto his father, and said unto his father, Let my father arise, and eat of his son's venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly, and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. And behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered his son to Esau, Behold, I have made him thy lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants. And with corn and wine have I sustained him, and what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac, his father, answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, the dew of heaven from above. By thy sword shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning of my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. So far now in our study, in this chapter, we looked at Isaac. And we've seen how Isaac... He terribly sinned against God. He was in rebellion against God. He refused to bless Jacob. Instead, he blessed Esau. And to see Isaac in this terrible state of moving forward, I mean, he was pushing his way forward to bless Esau in this bold rebellion against God, we should just ask the question, how did that happen? I mean, this is one of the patriarchs. This is Isaac. Abraham, you know, the one, the middle one. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, how did this bold rebellion happen here on the part of Isaac? I mean, what was the basic problem that caused Isaac just to continue in this bold move forward, unobstructed, stubborn rebellion against God? And what we found was that the only way for Isaac to move forward in his rebellion against God is that Isaac had to have made and did make two serious rejections, which is exactly what he did. And Isaac's first serious rejection was of the revelation of God. Isaac had the revelation of God that Esau was not to be blessed and rejected this revelation of God. And the second serious rejection was of the evidence. Isaac had evidence that Esau was not to be blessed, That and that evidence that Isaac had was independent of the revelation that Isaac had. And there was those two serious rejections of the revelation and of the evidence that caused Isaac to go forward in this stubborn, rebellious, sinful move against God with his decision to go ahead and bless Esau. See, Isaac rejected revelation and evidence. Now, what was the revelation of God that Isaac had and that he rejected that Esau was not to be blessed? What was that? Say it. Well, the revelation was the elder shall serve the elder. Yes. It was the dream. It was what God had told Rebecca. And Rebecca was not the quiet type. <laughs> so she told Isaac, and she said in Genesis 25, 23: the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb two manner of people should be separated from thy bowels. The one people shall be stronger than the other. And as Clinton said, the elder shall serve the younger. That was the revelation of God. That was the revelation from God that the younger Jacob was to be blessed instead of the older Esau. That was the revelation of God that Isaac had and Isaac rejected. Now, independent of the revelation of God, what was the evidence that Isaac had that Esau was to be rejected and not be blessed? What was it? He married these women, these Hittite women, these Canaanite women. There was the evidence for Esau, a lustful character was more important than God. God had made it very clear, you don't marry those women, those Canaanite women. Isaac's whole history of how he was troublesome to get the wife but so he wouldn't marry the Canaanite women. Okay, what other evidence did Isaac have that he rejected that Esau was not to be blessed? That he sold the that's it, that he sold the birthright, that eating was more important than keeping a spiritual birthright. Ah, who needs that thing? A bowl of soup is more important than I have right in front of me than a spiritual birthright that's sometime in the future. He despised his birthright, the comment is. He knew how important it was for his family, this birthright, this Abrahamic blessing, the passing on. But he despised it. He said, I don't I don't, I, I've got no use for God. I've got, no, I've got no interest in pleasing God in my life. See, Isaac had this evidence, and the only way that Isaac could have moved forward in his rebellion against God is that he not only rejected the revelation of God, but that he rejected that evidence. He went wrong Isaac went wrong because he rejected revelation and evidence. And in order for Isaac to move forward in his rebellion against God and decide to bless Esau, Isaac had to reject revelation and evidence. And when we look at Isaac and we see him moving forward in his rebellion against God to bless Esau, we see people today holding on to the theory of evolution, because just as with Isaac, in order for a person to believe the theory of evolution and rebel against God, they like Isaac have to reject both revelation and evidence. Now, what is the revelation of God that people have today, and they must reject in order to move forward in rebelling against God and believe in this theory of evolution? What is it? The heaven's declare the glory of God. How about the very first words of the Bible, which are? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's the first verse in the Bible. It's the, and that's the revelation of God, that the theory of evolution is wrong. And that's why at the Creation Museum, the first thing you see when you open the doors of that is that verse, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's the fundamental revelation of God that people must reject in order to move forward in rebelling against God and and accepting evolution. Independent of the revelation of God, what's the evidence that people have and that they reject today in order to move forward in rebellion against God and believe this theory of evolution? What's that? Yeah, and you said it. Actually, the heavens declare the glory of God. The evidence Of creation, the evidence that is clearly seen, as Romans puts it, creation shows evidence of the power of God. That's what you see in creation the power of God to make every striped pattern on a zebra different from all the other ones, the power of God to make every fingerprint that we rely on at the plasma center for identifying donors uniquely. The power of God to make every fingerprint different from another. The power of God to have made such a magnificent, such a beautiful world around us. The power of God to use just four simple molecules called nucleotides to build a bank of information on how man is made and how he operates. The power of God to make myriads of enzymes from that DNA inside of us, firing right now to control right now the workings of our internal organs, our thought, our sight, all of our five senses. All that evidence and much more has to be rejected in order for man to move forward in his rebellious belief in the theory of evolution. In order for man today to move forward in his rebellious belief in the theory of evolution, he must reject revelation, and evidence, which is what Isaac did. And so now we now turn and we look from Isaac now to Esau in verses 30 and 32, in verse 31, Esau. He also, why do they make all these names so similar? Esau, Isaac. I mean, it's very confusing, but anyway. All right. And he also had made savory meat. Hmm? See, Esau also made savory meat and brought it to his father, verse 31. See, Esau did everything he thought he had to do to get the blessing. So, what we see in Esau is that he has no idea that there's no blessing for him. He doesn't know. He's coming in and he said, Well, okay, he told me to go out. I I hunted, I, I hunted down this deer. And now I've made the savory meat and I did all the work and I'm bringing it together and here it is. And he thinks that all he's got to do is just do what he's done and the blessing is automatic. He thinks the blessing is automatic because Esau is relying on what he has done and his position in the family, it's automatically mine. That is so much like people today that think that all they have to do to get to heaven is just belong to the right church. And there are so many people who are going to say to the Lord, the words of Matthew 7, 21, Lord, Lord, and then they're going to tell the Lord what they did. And the Lord is not going to say, you didn't do this. The Lord is going to say nothing about doing. He's going to say something about knowing. He said, I never knew you. So how could there be, how is it possible that there could be so many people who think that they're going to enter into heaven when they're not. How's that possible? I mean, what's the reason for this misunderstanding that they are relying on what they do instead of relying on who they know, the Lord himself? And that picture of expectation is what we see in Esau. He enters in to receive the blessing in verse 31, and Isaac is clearly startled. In verse 32, when he says, Who art thou? And the reply that Esau gives is interesting because Esau says, I'm thy son, the, thy firstborn, Esau. Esau is emphasizing that he is Isaac's firstborn. He said, I am thy firstborn. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Isn't this the person who sold the birthright of being the firstborn? He says, I am thy son, correct, we'll give him that. He says, I am Esau, correct, we'll give him that. And then he says, I am thy firstborn, not correct, we won't give him that. Because this is the first time in the Bible that we read that Esau ever called himself the firstborn. And as the firstborn, he had the birthright that went along with being the firstborn. But Esau despised that birthright. And he sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. But now we see Esau coming in and pressing the issue. I'm your firstborn. I'm the firstborn. See, during his life, Esau had no use for being the firstborn. But when it came time to receive the blessings of being the firstborn, oh, now we say Esau for the first time. You say, oh, I'm, the, I'm your firstborn. I'm the firstborn. He never said that to Jacob when he wanted the soup. See? And that's like people today who want nothing to do with being a believer, they don't want to be found in church, but when they see death approaching and they want to go to heaven, all of a sudden they become very religious, you know, and they claiming to be what they never were in their lives. God does accept deathbed words of have mercy on me, a sinner. But God does not accept deathbed words of I was born a Christian. I've always been a believer. So now we see what happened to Isaac when he heard that in verse 32. He hears these words, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And what we see now in verse 33 is the first effect that these words that has on Isaac. When he hears these words, we see the effect. See, Because he's hearing someone say, who? You You know, firstborn, who? That's what God said, you know, in heaven. Because he watched Isaac sell his birthright and give up his right to being the firstborn. And then he comes along and he says, I'm your firstborn. And so Isaac says, who? And God says, who? <laughs> so it's an echo. All right, verse 33, it says, And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, who? Where is he that had taken venison and brought it to me and I have eaten of all before thou camest blessed him? I, in other words, Isaac said, I blessed him. And then he says, very important words at the end, yea, and he shall be blessed. See, first we read that Isaac trembled very exceedingly. And that description, when you read that in English, he trembled very exceedingly, it's like superlative. I mean, it's like the translators, they said, what's the most extreme words that we can find in our English language? Very exceedingly. And he's describing this trembling when they say Isaac trembled very exceedingly. And there's a reason why they did that, the translators, because it's how the Hebrew describes this trembling that Isaac experienced. Because in the Hebrew here, there are several words packed in here used to emphasize just how much Isaac shook. First, there is the word harad. Harad, it means to shake like with a great earthquake. Harad was used to describe what happened to the earth around Mount Sinai in the giving of the law in Exodus 19, 18, where it says, and Mount Sinai was altogether in a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as a smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount quaked greatly. Harad. That's the word there. That's the word the first word. But wait, there's more. There's a second word. Because the second word in this verse is the word harada, harada, which means to tremble, as in fear, to be afraid and tremble from fear. Harada was used by Daniel to describe what caused the people to hide themselves in this fear. It says in Daniel 9, 7, "'And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, "'for the men that were with me saw not the vision, "'but a great quaking fell upon them "'so that they fled to hide themselves.'" See, the great quaking is the word haradah, and it caused them to go hide themselves. They're afraid. So the first one is just like a ground trembling tremendously, and the second one is a fear, a shaking from fear. And there's a third word, a third Hebrew word that's packed into this very exceedingly, and that's the word gadol. And gadol, what's it mean, I mean Big, large, me, I'm gadol. <laughs> I need to go on a diet and not be so gadol. See, gadol means great, big. And then the fourth word is the word me'od, me'od, which means very much, (laughs) very much. You know, I love you, (laughs) me'od. I love you very much, he says to the, anyway, Song of Solomon. All right, so anyway, so it means very much. See, these are the four Hebrew words packed together that tells us what happened to Isaac. It was a harad. It was a harada. It was a gadol. It was a meod. It was an uncontrolled, convulsive state of extreme shaking, as it would be written in the New England Journal of Medicine. So (laughs) the question is, why was Isaac in this state of prolonged, severe, uncontrollable shaking? What was he shaking about? Why was Isaac shaking? Was Isaac shaking because he was angry? What do you think was the reason Isaac was shaking so much, so severely here? Was he angry? No, he was was fearful. Isaac, and let's describe Isaac here, blind Isaac. Blind Isaac has just had his eyes opened because physically blind Isaac and spiritually blind Isaac has just had his spiritual eyes opened. And now he knows far too well. He knows far too well what it means to be blind. He's physically blind. And he's just realized he has made himself spiritually blind. And now God has opened his eyes. And what he sees shocks him. He is startled to his core. What does he see, Isaac, that makes him shake so much? First, Isaac, spiritually speaking, sees a hand. What hand does Isaac see? Does Isaac see Rebekah's hand in masterminding and master plotting this whole deception? He doesn't see that. Does Isaac see the hairy hand of Jacob (laughs) with the goat hair strapped to it, impersonating Esau? He doesn't see Jacob's hand. Isaac sees the hand of God. And when he sees the hand of God, he sees the hand of God that has just overruled his decision. And that makes him shake uncontrollably. Isaac has just seen the hand of God stopping Isaac from blessing Esau and causing Isaac to bless Jacob. And that has terrified him. And that's made him tremble very exceedingly. See, It's like Isaac has seen the finger of God. It's interesting when God describes the commandments that he gave to Moses that Moses brought down from Mount Sinai, you know, some may look and say, well, that's the law of Moses. That's how it's called, the law of Moses. Oh, yeah, those are the Ten Commandments from Moses. And they call it the law of Moses. But God makes a point of describing the Ten Commandments that Moses brought down in a very interesting way in Exodus 31, 18, when he says, and he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of commanding with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with what? the finger of God. Written with the finger of God. Do we need this detail? God says you need that detail. You need to see it was written with the finger of God. The commandments are described as written with the finger of God. That so impressed Moses that when Moses wrote his book of rehearsings, which is the book of Deuteronomy, he's rehearsing because he knew Jewish people have a tendency to forget about God. So we're gonna rehearse it again and again and again. That's the book of Deuteronomy. And when he was doing this and he came to the subject of the law in Deuteronomy 9, 10, he said, and the Lord delivered unto me two tables of stone written with the finger of God. And on them was written according to all the words the Lord spake with you in the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. So Isaac trembled very exceedingly because Isaac saw that the finger of God was involved in this overruling, and he saw how rebellious he had been against God, and that he had not been successful in his rebellion against God. There's no person that will ultimately succeed in a rebellion against God. Nobody can win a battle with God. Nobody can say, God, let's go to the mat and win. See, when God sees a person rebelling against him, God has two reactions that were given to us last week when our brother Dave Hall spoke in Psalm 2, 1 through 4. His first reaction is, why? Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Kings of the earth set themselves, the rulers of the earth take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let's break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. That's his first reaction. And the second reaction is, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. See, he that sitteth in the heavens shall zakach, which is where Isaac comes from, Yitak, He's going to laugh about it. When God sees a person rebel against him, first he asks the question, I don't get it. God says, why? <laughs> why would anyone think that they could win against a war against God? Why would anybody think that? And then after he asks the question, then he laughs. He says, it's a a laugh. It's It's not a laughter of humor. It's a laughter of derision. And Isaac was not trembling because Jacob deceived him and because Jacob stole the blessing from Isaac. Isaac was not trembling because his wife had masterminded and orchestrated this great deception and the stealing of his blessing. Isaac was trembling because he sees that he's rebelled against God and he's trying to find a place of repentance in his rebellion which he does. And what's important to see about Isaac is that there's no anger in Isaac. There's no anger in Isaac. There's no anger in Isaac against Rebecca, who tricked him, who masterminded it all. There's no anger in Isaac against Jacob. There's just no anger in Isaac. We see now in verse 33 that after Isaac stops his uncontrollable severe shaking, then he asks two questions. Who? as in who are you, and where, where is he, as in where's the one I just blessed.
0: Thank you for listening to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. If you would like to hear more of this message or other messages by Tom Cantor, visit our website, friendshipwithgod.org, that's God. Friendshipwithgod. Or go to iTunes.com and search for the Friendship with God podcast. All messages are catalogued by date and all available for free listening and free download. You can also call us directly for more information at 800 247 3051. 800 247 3051. Thanks for listening to Friendship with God with Tom Cantor. What are you doing this Thursday? Come to the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California for our Thursday night Bible study and fellowship. This Thursday at 6.30 p.m., we'll study aliens, UFOs, and what the Bible says about them, and answer the question, are we alone? And what does God's Word say about close encounters of the fourth kind? Join us at the Creation Museum in Santee, California. Call us 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or creationsd.org creationsd.org